Hey, what's going on, everybody? How's it going? Welcome back to another episode of the One It's All podcast. I am your host, Jake Huffelfinger, and I couldn't be more happy to have you here. Thank you for coming to hang out. Thank you for showing up. I'm beyond grateful for anybody that's letting me run around in that head for a little bit if you're listening or watching me on the video. So here we are in week 13 of the NFL season. Can you believe it, folks? Only six more regular season games left to go. Six. That's it. Six more than the playoffs. College football's already wrapped up the regular season. It's time for those tournaments. We'll get into more of that later on. But right now, so in week 12, how did everybody do? I did 11 and 4. And I can probably safely say that I probably will not be picking the Indianapolis Colts again for the foreseeable future until they get that offensive line worked out. It's a shame. I thought Matt Ryan will come through a little more, but they've just been getting bulldogged, haven't looked good on offense. They haven't been able to get Jonathan Taylor going. It's been quite awful to watch. Been a lot of underachieving teams this year. Right off the top of my head, oh, I don't know. Tom Edward, Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr. and my Buccaneers sitting at first place at five and six. I mean, if Tom Brady, you told him at age 45, his team that he led would be five and six, and yet they're first place in the division, I would say, get out of here, man. No, it's true. Big game against the Saints coming up. We will be talking about that in the next few segments here because. I don't know if y'all know, we got a Monday night game coming up. All right, so 11-4 week 12, so not bad, not bad at all. I picked all the Thanksgiving games correctly. Buffalo almost got stunned by the Lions, which would have put a lot of people on notice. Do they go into New England on Thursday night football? I don't know. I don't know. Are we ready to just get right into the week 13 NFL picks? I believe we are. Let's go. Week 13 of the NFL season starts off in Foxborough, New England, 6-5, and five, hosting the 8-3 and three Buffalo Bills. Buffalo got away with one in Detroit, and this is not your typical Thursday night game as both teams did play on Thanksgiving, so they had almost pretty much they had a full week to prep, which is normal. So I have a feeling this is going to be a very, very, very entertaining, very good divisional matchup on a Thursday night slate. My biggest thing with New England, that defense is good is their offense. Can they make as many plays as Buffalo? I don't believe so. I think Buffalo goes in. Belichick's going to make it uncomfortable. They they haven't forgot what happened in the playoffs last year when they just got dog stomped out there in Buffalo. And I can't imagine Mac Jones and the boys are taking this lightly. I have a feeling Belichick's got them really ready for this game, but I don't think it's going to be enough just from the offensive side of the ball. They will get to Josh Allen. They will shut him down. Bearing an injury, I don't see Buffalo losing this game. I see them going in there and just lighting it up at some point. They'll slow it down. It's either going to be a quick start or the second half will come right out the gate. Buffalo will just make more plays. Stephon Diggs will get a big catch out of nowhere. Maybe Knox, maybe Gabriel Davis, Isaiah McKenzie. Where do you go? Could we finally see a Naheem Hines showing of some production? They haven't really got him going yet, but don't forget he's there and he's like a little Swiss army knife. So I'm taking Buffalo on this one. They're going to go into New England. And just outplay them. It's it's not going to be a dog stomping like last year in the playoffs. It's going to be more of a competitive matchup. Patriots are a lot more disciplined on defense. They just don't have enough playmakers on their side of the ball. Give Buffalo the win in this one. There you go. Okay. Week 13, the early slate of games. I tell you what, this week has got a lot of good games on the on the on the ticket. So buckle up because the afternoon games are really good too. We start off with Pittsburgh Steelers fresh off a Monday night win. Going into Atlanta, 
Kenny Pickett's starting to look better. They're getting they're getting Pickens involved. Uh, I don't know if Nah Najee Harris is going to play, but their running game seems to be okay. I'm going to take Steelers going into Atlanta and getting a W on that one, and somehow managing to sneak back into the wild card argument with six weeks left. That that that's a team you're never going to see a team quit under Tomlin. Speaking of quitting, are they quitting? Green Bay, Green Bay, just not putting up the offensive numbers yet. They maybe have found something in Christian Watson. They traveled to Chicago. And without Justin Fields, just shut the front door. Green Bay is going to go in there regardless if it's Jordan Love and Aaron Rodgers handle business strictly from the defensive side alone. Just stop the run, and that's all you got to do. Jacksonville travels to Detroit, who should have got one against Buffalo last week. Jacksonville's an up-and-up team. That was a big win against Baltimore last week. But then they go up to Detroit. Detroit does not lose back-to-back home games. They are fighting, and they are grinding, and they make more plays on offense than Jacksonville does. Give me Detroit. Next, I can't wait for this one. The New York football Jets go to Minnesota. And is it a coincidence that you bench Zach Wilson in the offensive side kind of shows some life? Minnesota can be beat, and they could be beat based on turnovers, which I think is what happens this week. I think the Jets go in, make more plays offensively, and that defense shuts down what they need to shut down. They go in there and they stun Minnesota. Can you call this an upset pick with these records? I don't know, but I'm taking the Jets on the road at Minnesota. Come on, gangrene. Show up for me. All right, now we got the Washington Commanders going at the New York Football Giants. This was a tough one for me to put my brain on because I feel like the Commanders are a team on the up and up, and then the Giants kind of been underachieving lately. You can make a lot of arguments for that Dallas game on Thanksgiving, but they were right there in it. I'm taking the Giants at home on this one to get back on the board. This is a good division rivalry. I'll take the Commanders. to. It'll be a close game, though, but I think the Giants will take this one, and I think Saquon will be the X Factor. Next, Nashville's own Tennessee Titans gave a game away against Cincinnati, if you ask me, and they're going to the red-hot Philadelphia Eagles. And in these big games this year, I tend to uh, not pick Tennessee. However, the Eagles are number one seed pretty much flying high right now. I think Tennessee has made this all about A.J. Brown. They do not want to let A.J. Brown get one over on them. I think they're angry. I feel like they're playing with a chip on their shoulder, and I think that loss to Cincinnati will kind of be the X factor in this because they gave that game away, and they're going to come in this game hungry, ready to shut that up. Give me the Tennessee Titans on the road to drop the Eagles for their second loss of the season. Vrabel and company, I feel like Derrick Henry is going to have a game. Next, we got the Denver Broncos going to the Baltimore Ravens. One team's really underachieving. The other team's kind of wish-washy. Baltimore doesn't really have any receivers. The running game's kind of banged up. Lamar Jackson can only do so much. So it's a good thing you're playing the Denver Broncos. Here's what I'm saying, though. And when I first saw the, the schedule, I would not have said this game. I'm taking Denver. Last time. This is it. I, if you can't get into Russ's face like they had an altercation last week and fire this team up after an embarrassing loss to Carolina, I'm done. I'm going to ride. Let's ride. I'm going to give that one more go. Denver goes into Baltimore and stuns them. Nobody's picking Denver right now. Everybody's shitting on them. Russ has had a birthday. I feel like he's a better leader than people are trying to make him out to be. I'm taking Denver on the road in Baltimore to make more happen than everybody thinks and to be like, damn. Now watch the narrative change. It's just crazy in the sport. One week, the narrative can change. And to end, 
the Monday or the the week 13 early game slate is an interesting one for storyline alone. Deshaun Watson. Yes. He has rubbed his way into the starting quarterback spot for the Cleveland Browns and they go to Houston. Now Houston, it, it's going to be boo birds across the whole damn city. I would love to think morally that I, I'm, I want the Texans to win. Don't make this mistake. I feel like Deshaun Watson got off a little easy. A lot of accusation. Whether there's smoke, there's fire. I'm not an attorney. I'm just going by what we see. And for what I see, he's easy to root against. Cleveland's just a better football team. The Texans will go in there. They're going to get chippy. They're going to. If you're going to see the best Texans team, it's going to be this weekend. It's not going to be enough, though. Cleveland will go in there and beat the Texans. But let's make let's make one thing perfectly clear. Let's make let's make one thing perfectly clear. I am rooting for the Houston Texans all day, every day on this game. The Browns, here, I mean, people were kind of pulling for you with Jacoby Brissett, but watch how it changes, at least for the rest of this season. Nobody's rooting for you guys. I promise you that. So there's the 1 o'clock games, and the four afternoon games for Week 13 are good ones. Now, these were some of the hardest games for me to call, but call them, I shout. First, you got the Seattle Seahawks going to the Rams of Los Angeles and without Matthew Stafford and without Cooper Cup. I just don't see a way it happens. As long as the Seahawks don't hand the ball away, the Seahawks will go into Los Angeles and get that game. The Rams, you're just making some people's draft pick lives better by keeping losing. I mean, those trades you made, you know. Now you, So we're taking the Seahawks in this one, and I don't think that'll be a close one. I think they'll fire the ball. If anything, they'll win by 10 to 14 range on that one. Now you have the Miami Dolphins going to the San Francisco 49ers. And I have been back and forth on this. Typically in these games, though, you put the better defense in the mix, which is clearly the 49ers because the Miami defense is not great. But their offense is deadly. Can that deadly offense do something going to San Francisco? I think the X factor in this one is the defense. Defense wins championships. This game, San Francisco will pull out. I think I would take whoever had the home game, home team in this one. So for this game, I'm taking San Francisco to run the ball down their throat, make a turnover or two, and let's pray for Tua. You know, I mean, this is the kind of game when you're playing a defense with Bosa and them on, the, on that line, he's going to take a hit or two. Let's hope he can make it through. You never want to see injuries, but I'll take the 49ers in this one. Next, you got the Chiefs going to Cincinnati to play the Bengals. The Bengals have beat the Chiefs both meetings last year. Two times. Two times they beat the, the Chiefs last year. It's hard to imagine Mahomes and a team getting beat three times in a row, especially after getting ousted in the division or in the conference championship last year by these Bengals. Uh, in the playoffs last year, I mean. So the Chiefs are going to go into Cincinnati and make more plays. Jamar Chase is going to be back. I don't know how much of a factor that'll play. If Cincinnati gets that offense going, it's going to be a, this is going to be the game of the weekend. Chiefs got the revenge factor. They, they just look deadly when they need to. Mahomes is on a different one. I don't know if you watch any of those games, but when they're down, they're never really down. They get it rolling at some point. Cincinnati's been playing really, really well. You can see why this team was in the Super Bowl last year. And like I said, they beat the Chiefs twice last year. But for this game, going into Cincinnati, I'm taking Kansas City on the road to go and take care of business, although I do feel like this is going to be an instant classic game. I just feel like both teams have so many playmakers on the side. Who do you trust more in a situation? I just don't think it's easy to beat a team three times in a row, taking Kansas City on the road to go to Cincinnati and beat them. Cincinnati's going to be there at the end, but this game's going to go to Kansas City. And the end of 
the afternoon slate, we have the charges going to the Raiders. And did you see what Josh Jacobs did last week? My goodness. If you had him on a fantasy team, you were riding high. Shout out, Paul. I know you had him because you texted me immediately. Chargers at Raiders. I am taking the Raiders in this one. I feel like that's a team that's playing with anger. They're playing with fight. Every game is a playoff game to them. And I just don't see a lot from the Chargers. I don't know if it's coaching. I don't know what's going on with that team. And I don't think they'll have them. If they had their full slate of receivers, it would be a different story. I think the fact that it's in Vegas, they're getting a couple wins. They have Josh Jacobs rolling. Derek Carr's due. They will take care of business and beat the Chargers this week to pull them within a game of each other, which is very interesting in that division. Whew. <laughs> Man, I go, I, those games, I'm going through those, and it always takes me a little out of breath. A little out of breath. All right. Yeah. How you guys disagreeing or agreeing with some of my picks? You got in order to be good in this thing, you got to be bold, you got to be brave, and you got to be willing to make the tough picks. It's worked out well for me quite a more often than not this year, so I'm trusting my gut on some of these games. Uh, those are my things. So now, week 13, prime time, Sunday night football. The Indianapolis Colts sitting at 4-7-1, and one, travel to Dallas, 8-3, and three, fresh off that victory against the Giants, the G-Men, on Thanksgiving Day. Now, when you first look at this game, it's hard to imagine the Colts standing any chance. They haven't looked good. The Dallas uh, pass rush is really good, which is a big weakness for Indianapolis. Indianapolis will play okay. They'll play better, but you're not beating Dallas in Dallas with that with uh, Micah Parsons and that defense. Dak's going to have a good game. It's going to be tight, and then the Cowboys will pull away in the second half. Give me Dallas all day in this one, the hold position in their division. And if they can just get Philly to drop one, like I called earlier, then they're right back in it. I just think they're just a better team at this point. I feel like by this point in the season, you kind of know who's who in a lot of ways. Upsets can still be had. Teams can still overperform. But right now, I feel like the cream is starting to rise to the top. Sunday Night Football, Dallas Cowboys with the W. Colts, you got to get your offensive line taken care of. You got to. If you want to keep putting these old quarterbacks back there, you got to have the offensive line step up, just a matter of fact. All right. Now, Week 13, Monday Night Football. Thomas Edward Pratchett Brady Jr. in the 5-6. and six. Tampa Bay Buccaneers host the New Orleans Saints sitting up 4-8. and eight. A game difference in the division for the title. If, if the New Orleans can win, they're somehow another tie, tied with the division lead. NFC South never ceases to amaze me. The Bucs have not been playing well. You just haven't seen that spark. And I, the more I think about it, right, Antonio Brown was good. But I, it just shows you how ridiculously good of a player and a connection Rob Gronkowski was. Gronk was the difference not having him there and now you have Tristan Worf spanging up on the offensive line and what do the Saints do against Tampa better than anybody? They get that pass rush going and they and the Tom Brady and the deep they just can't hold him. The Saints have been notorious for getting after Tom Brady and shutting him down and not making him look good. However, when it comes down to a playoff type game, when it comes down to a game that matters, a win or go home type thing, the Bucks tend to come out on the other side. I think Tom Brady's the X factor in that. Drew Brees is no longer there in New Orleans. Give me Tampa in this game. It's going to be a low-scoring, close affair. Both teams, I wouldn't even be surprised if you see Jameis in this one. I feel like this will be a good time to put him on prime time. I don't know if he'll start, 
But I see him getting into this game at some point if Andy continues to struggle like they like he has been. The Bucks will get the run game going because you can't just have Brady drop back in this one. Not against the Saints defense. Can't do it. Saints will get after him. You got to keep him off balance. It's a primetime game. Now, if the if they if Tampa does not play well this game, I might be officially starting to lose faith in this season. But sitting at five and six, you give Brady any kind of chance. Still six games to go. He, if they can get on a little roll right now, sitting up. If the division was a lot better on all sides, I would I would be a lot more concerned. But it doesn't matter at this point. Just make the playoffs, and anything can happen. I'm putting faith in them to do this at home. Brady, get it done, baby. Come on, man. Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Let's go. Let's go. Who's going to be the Who's going to be the offensive X factor? And what do you do about Tristan Wirfs? That's not an easy injury to overcome. So you're gonna. I feel like you're gonna see some quick screens, some quick plays, and you got to hit Evans deep. It's the only way you're gonna do it. New Orleans, you're right there. See what you guys got. This is gonna be a division game. It's gonna be. A, I, if you're a fan of scoring, I don't think this is gonna be the best primetime game for you. But I see the Bucks outlasting them. This is the game where their defense oversteps and over and outplays New Orleans defense. That's how I see it. Tampa in the past has been known to have that defense that is the X factor. And I see that being the case again this week. So I'll say it one more time. Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr., I believe in you. This is not a lost season. You're right in the mix. I believe in you. Don't make me regret this. I love you guys still. I want you guys to do nothing but good things and make the playoffs. So be a close one. 2013, 17, 14, somewhere in that range. It's not going to be a blowout on either side. I wouldn't think. But it's the NFL. Who the hell knows? <laughs> All right, so there you have it. Bucks, Monday Night Football, taking care of business in a huge division game, playoff-type atmosphere. For the for this through the regular season with the way the playoffs are, every game is pretty much a playoff game if you're right in the mix of this, and I love that. I love that they've expanded the playoffs. I love that more teams can make it, makes tanking less optional, and makes every game matter at the end of the season. Love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. What say you? What do you think about my picks this week? Do you agree? Do you disagree? Do you not give two shits? Love to hear from you. One, it's all on Instagram. One, it's all buzzsprout.com. You can find me on all the platforms, TikTok, YouTube, all of them. All of them. Do we really need to name them at this point? Just go look it up and you'll find me. One, it's all. One, it's all. One, it's all. It's been a pleasure, people. It's been a pleasure. I'll be back again before you know it. Love you guys. Until the next one. See ya. Peace. Jazz, hip-hop, bond-like fusion Slow grooving sounds that get the crowd moving So for your amusement, we come to play A little Kenny G, a little Miles D, a little Sade I get busy when I listen to Dizzy And relax when I hear Coltrane on sax In fact, I feel my loneliness with keys from Thelonious Monk anytime, day or night, week or month So don't try to front like it's something you don't want It's jazz music, y'all Yeah it's jazz music. I can play music. this group here all night long Cause it makes me wanna move my feet uh. I really love my jazz When it's played with the hip-hop beat hip-hop and jazz. The rhythm's got me moving, uh. grooving what? All up yeah. in this what? song hip-hop and jazz. What? Add a little hip-hop play It makes me wanna listen to it all night long See, I'm not into fashion But I like my Louis Don't follow hoops, but I do follow Duke 
Ellington, remember when music had soul? Bono wax seemed every track solid gold. You hold a firm place in my memory. I hear the strings ring, hear Ella sing, that's chemistry. Simply melodic, erotic to my temple. Complex tones made simple. It's jazz music. I can play this group here all night long, cause it makes me wanna move my feet. I really love my jazz when it's laid with the hip hop beat. Hip hop and jazz. The rhythm's got me moving. 